I'm mailing about at the Bath Street Inn. We're in lovely Santa Barbara. And joining me now is Deborah, who's the owner and keeper. Welcome. Welcome. I'm happy to be here. Tell me about this lovely garden that we're sitting in today. Okay, well, this is we're sitting on a redwood patio between our two buildings. The front building is the Victorian, built in 1895, and the rear building was built about 30 years ago. It has um, fireplaces, and three of the rooms have jacuzzi bathtubs. And we've got plants all around and our beautiful wisteria vine. It is the beginning of February now, and by the end of March, this vine will be totally leafed out. We'll have big purple clusters of wisteria hanging down, and the whole air will be perfumed by the wisteria. Oh, I have to come back for that. You know, it gets nice and chilly here at night. You can definitely use those fireplaces. Yeah, I think so, and it's nice to have a fireplace. Um, ours are gas, of course, and um, you just flick the switch, and it stays on till you flick the switch off or set the thermostat, depending on which room you're in. So t- give me a little bit of history about it. Okay. It's um, actually 1895. Um, it was built by a doctor, but within a year, um, his neighbor bought it from him. And his neighbor was um, Mr. Hales. He had come from England, met his wife in Pennsylvania, and they married and moved to Santa Barbara. He had a store on State Street, and he was in his late 70s when he bought this house because he gave it to Abigail for their 50th wedding anniversary. And the Abigail room in the main house is actually the former master bedroom where Abigail lived. So the room that we're staying in is called the Rose Room. It's lovely, with the jacuzzi, which I loved. Yes, yes. And your room is called the Rose Room because of the wallpaper. So in the various incarnations of that room throughout the 30-plus years that we've been in business, we've always had rose wallpaper in that room to match the name. So it's our most Victorian. It's our most old-fashioned room. Yeah. Tell me about... um, any hauntings, like anything like that, that you hear about? Okay. Well, we did have um, hauntings in the Abigail room by Abigail. This was not my personal experience, and she had left the inn um, in terms of her haunting presence by the time we bought the inn uh, about 15 years ago. But uh, people had said to the former owner that they would wake up in the night and there would be this sweet little old lady with white hair sitting on the end of the bed. And she never spoke. She just looked at them. They never felt threatened. Uh, But she would just be there. So periodically, um, the guests would come and they would say to the former owner, has anyone mentioned that this room might be haunted? (laughs) So... Um, so yes, so Abigail did haunt the Abigail room, the former master bedroom, for a number of years. But she's been gone for at least fifteen. So I wonder where she is. She didn't come into the Rose Room because I would have met her for sure. <laughs> no, no, I think she's you know returned to wherever it is that she's uh, more most comfortable with now. Anyway. Oh, that's so great. So, what attracted you to get into the business? Well, it is a good way to be in people's lives. Um, My partner, Marie, um, had worked for the founder of the inn for three years before they got serious about selling and buying. 
and Marie asked me if I wanted to participate. So I said, sure. And I just worked occasionally on weekends. And then when I retired from my full-time job at the community college, I came to work full-time for the inn. And um, I just really enjoy it. There's a lot of autonomy um, because each innkeeper is responsible for certain things and certain timelines. But aside from that, you know, you're, you're pretty much, you know, your own boss in a way. Because you, you have to manage your time to get the things done by the time they're due. But no one is, you know, standing there and saying, I need this in five minutes. Unless it's a guest, in which case we make sure we do it in five minutes. <laughs> do you, so do you actually live in the home? No, we don't. We have a resident innkeeper who's here overnight to respond to emergencies. Um, but we live about five minutes away. Everything in Santa Barbara is easily accessible. Everything you can get to any place in Santa Barbara within 15 minutes. And we're about five minutes away. You know, it's so funny. When I first arrived, you said, oh, yeah, you can you can walk to uh, where the movie theaters are. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, no worries. I'm from New York. It is a schlep. You know? <laughs> I know everything's close around, but you do. At times, you need to take your car, but then you can walk all over, like, downtown. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We've got lots of public parking lots. And part of what um, makes the walking... Um, more than people realize is that you're walking downhill. So when you leave the inn, it's all real easy because you're walking downhill. You're walking downhill to sea level. So when you're coming back, you're walking uphill all the way. So when people are walking back, it's like, wow, it just seems much longer than before. (laughs) And it's because of the hill. It's so gradual, you don't notice it when you're walking down. Now, this is such a big movie town, and of course, we're here for the Santa Barbara International Film Festival. Do you get celebrities staying here ever? Well, we have, but not so much. Um, No one that would be like super, super famous. You mean Jennifer Aniston didn't stay here last (laughs) night in the Abigail room? (laughs) No, no, she didn't. She didn't. I know she's somewhere else. What we do get, we get a number of people who are in the film business, but they're doing different things. You might see their name on the credits, but they're not actors. They're writers. They're editors. They're people who are managing the media for the production company. Those are the types of people that we get more. Yeah, because it's a nice, tranquil atmosphere to, to write and such. Yeah, exactly. So part of the bed and breakfast is, of course, the breakfast, and it's been yummy. So tell me about some of the breakfasts that we've had here. Okay. Well, we're a vegetarian bed and breakfast. and I did not know that. <laughs> no, most people never guess. Yeah, because we do gourmet food. So, you know, you're getting some nice flavors. You're getting plenty of protein. You're getting a well-rounded breakfast, um, and the meat is missing. So about once every two years, somebody says, you know, where's the sausage? <laughs> we go, what? Where's the meat? <laughs> exactly. We go, sorry. Um, so we alternate. Our menu is, is designed so that um, one day we're serving a savory dish, which is typically eggs, and we'll bake something to go with that for the people who have to have a carb. So there'll be muffins or biscuits or something. And then the next day um, we'll have a sweet dish or a carb dish for the people who aren't really crazy about eggs. So everybody gets, you know, what they want. So you had 
um, eggs Florentine, I think. That was your, your savory dish with raspberry muffins. And then, um, oh, you had a peach-topped croissant baked French toast. That was to die. I want that recipe. I'll never make it the same way, but it was really lovely. Good, good. I'm glad you liked it. And then today we had a pamper do with the cherry berry stuffing in the side. So um, we also make our own granola and we serve that every day. And that's an important component because it adds protein um, to the breakfast because there's a lot of seeds and nuts in it. It's almost even carbs to protein. So you can tell I try and balance um, the dishes. And we always have fresh fruit, seasonal fruit. So... Uh, why did you decide to become a vegetarian or do vegetarian B&B? I never heard of that in my life. It's wonderful. <laughs> well, um, it actually came about because the founder of the inn, her name was Susan Brown, was not a morning person at all. And uh, people who aren't morning people tend not to be able to eat early in the morning. So she couldn't handle cooking meat in the morning. I mean, she could get up and she could do the pancakes and she could do the casseroles. But even when it came to scrambling eggs, she would have one of the housekeepers do it or another assistant innkeeper do it. She couldn't even do scrambling eggs. So she started off with just gourmet recipes and no meat because she physically couldn't, couldn't handle it. And, of course, the rest of the world has been catching up in terms of, you know, changes in the way that we eat. And so for many people, you know, like I said, they don't even notice that we're not serving meat. Um, it's only the true, you know, it's the diehards who go, no bacon, no sausage. <laughs> That's so interesting because my husband is such a carnivore and he didn't even realize it either. So success. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Now, what's your culinary background? Oh, gosh, lots of different things. Um, I am the food manager. Um, everyone in California, um, and certainly in Santa Barbara, but it is California, um, who is in charge of food in a restaurant or a place like ours, they have to have a certified food manager. So that's me. So, you know, you do the studying, so you know you know what foods are not good for people and the extra precautions you have to take, blah, blah, blah. So I'm that, but I've been interested in food for a long time. I was a partner in a health food store in San Francisco. Um, I was a, another partner in a health food store in Oregon. I managed a cafeteria for a community for a private college, a small private college in Oregon. That one was interesting because we were um, trying to do something different, a healthy approach to food. Um, and some people really appreciated it. We never served hamburgers or hot dogs, for example. So the cafe down the street did a real good business for the people who had to have their hamburgers. Um, but that was an interesting experience. And then um, I just kept my interest in food. Um, we have inherited a number of recipes. We watch the food channels on television. What did we do without the food channel? It's so great. And you can just Google a recipe now. There's no paper involved. It's wonderful. Right. Yeah, it's it's great. You just say, oh, I want to do something different. So, you know, you go, you Google it and you come up with something. Um, 
we actually use um, the food channels as part of our interviewing. When we're interviewing for innkeepers, we'll ask them what they watch on TV. And then if they say the food channel, we'll say, oh, great, and who's your favorite chef? And so then we get a sense of, you know, what they like and um, how they're going to fit in. And if people don't know how to cook, then we'll teach them to cook. But most people come in liking to make cookies or they like to make cakes or something like that. And then we, we teach them the rest. So you, before this, you were a teacher, uh, in many ways. Well, you might think so, but actually I worked in a career center. So um, our community colleges have career centers where we work with the students to help them find jobs. And that was what I did. So I had a lot of um, human resource background before I went to the, to the college, and that was part of why they liked me. So, Well, the sun's in your eyes, Deborah. so I'm going to end this little chat. Um, tell me what's most rewarding to you about uh, working at the Bath Street Inn. I think it's seeing people so happy when they're leaving. You know, they've had a break from the routine. They've had an opportunity to explore Santa Barbara, which is beautiful and interesting. They've had good food. They've been pampered some. um, And they're ready to get on with their lives. But it's like this, they have a new glow about them. and, And that's very rewarding. Well, we had a lovely, lovely stay, and I don't want to go back to the snow. (laughs) (laughs) I can understand that entirely, entirely. So safe travels. Thank you so much. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Always exploring. Always milling about. Robin Milling chats with hospitality experts and innkeepers so you feel like you're there.